The following pendant production. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the commentary for episode three of season seven of The Kingery. I'm your director, Dave Morgan, and with me today is our writer for this episode, Pete Milan. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? All right, great. We're doing all right here. Um, I guess we'll just start this off right here um, in a little uh, cafe. We've got um, (laughs) Edward Herman as Asa. Yeah, it's my. Oh, go ahead. And Perry Whittle as Hooks, and Hannah Jane Condell as Mabel. Yeah, this is my first time uh, hearing uh, hearing uh, Edward as uh, as Asa. He really so, does a great job with it. Yes, he's captured the 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 voice that Carl used really well, but still making it his own. And yes, the waitress is named Mabel because I'm doing my best to bring that name back. That's right. We're taking it back, yo. Um, Hannah Jane Condell, she's starting to become um, a regular uh, bit player in this show. She's been in both episodes so far as different parts. She's in one coming up. I probably, and I'm sure we'll see her again and again. She's a utility player. She is, she is, and she's doing a fine job with that. Uh, and uh, now that everyone knows that Asa is heir to the Amargosa fortune, or lack thereof, uh, he is, uh, he's the bell of the ball. All the women want him, all the men want him, all the uh, semi-gendered uh, beings want him. He's just, he's a popular man. He is, and he's kind of enjoying it a little. Like this line about getting laid on the regular. Yes. <laughs> I guess when you've been living in a dumpster for all those years, that doesn't happen very often. I would imagine not, no. If you haven't listened to the episode yet, and why would you be listening to this first? There's a there's a there's a lot of sex in this episode. This episode is basically pornography. Let's let's be honest about yeah, what's happening yeah, here. This, uh, that made this actually rather difficult for me because I tried to make it not sound like it needed Benny Hill music behind it, and it just was kind of awkward. But we made it through. But we'll get to that. I'm headed over to the Sparkle Pool later. Of course, Hooks is still mopey and blue, like he has mopey and sad for a while. As he always is. Yes. The clothing optional sparkle pool? Pancakes. <sighs> pancakes solve everything. So it's it's always I, I enjoy always enjoy the, the Hooks Acer relationship. You know, Ace's you know like like Hooks's Hooks's uh disreputable uncle throughout uh, pretty much throughout the show and uh em- embracing his identity hasn't helped that at all. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And then this scene, we've got um, Maddie and O'Farrell in O'Farrell's office. Uh, that's uh, Alicia Lane Pickens as Madeline Gray and Aiden Rudd uh, making his second appearance as O'Farrell. Yes. He's become a pretty pretty bit of the regular too. So uh, he's hearing him. Dildos. That's another thing. Dildos. I should have expected going into this, and just for some reason didn't. And well, you know, just be glad we didn't. I. You know, you don't actually have to, have to record the dildos. They, well, they're just referenced. They're just referenced, thank goodness, because, yeah, swimming through a room full of dildos. I don't want to foley that. That would be, uh, that would be, uh, well. but, and at one point I actually had one of them be vibrating that she brought in, and then when she slams the door later, it set it off, but it ended up just not making sense to a lot of people, so we, we tossed it. No, it's a very serious scene yes, about uh, serious. about the struggle of uh, of Maddie in her in her workplace, and it would be it would be shameful to 
have any sort of prurient detail in the background taking focus away from that. No, no we're already thinking about leather daddies and romance novels later. So, yeah, I well, I wanted O'Farrell to have you know something that Maddie could hold over him, and I didn't want it to be you know a, a sexual thing because. Basically, everyone on this show is bi at this point. Yeah. You know, we, we all know that. And this episode sort of brings that into sharp relief. Like, like, what do you do to embarrass somebody when sex is just whatever yes. in this universe? With the possible exception of Tithia, she may be, you know, sort of asexual at this point. She, she hasn't gotten any, has she? There was the unfortunate socks incident a couple of uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. But, that, but that, was, that was less, you know, that was for effect. Yes. Yeah, that's as close as she's that. gone, yeah. So well, I guess good for her. You know, that works for her. And I think there was a uh, there was a reference to her just sticking to toys at one point, so. Yeah, that's where that would have happened. All right, and now the next morning, we have MCO Garcia as Major and yourself as Tommy here. Indeed. As we try to figure out what the hell happened to the body. <laughs> and uh, sniffers, I don't think we've we've uh, had those before. I just assume that the cops have, you know, sort of more efficient ways of finding dead bodies than just, you know, having uh, having patrolmen stumbling over them. Yeah, that's that's rather inefficient. So, yeah, I'm sure they've got somebody that that looks for those things, dogs or. Dogmen or whatever. Robots. Robot, dog, dog robots. Lawbots. Yes, I, I, I was there else. and I was drunk, but I wasn't hallucinating a piece of shit dead nephew drunk. Boss, let's just think this through, okay? All right? I, I, I do love the, the major this Tommy relationship. They, they, y'all play off so each other right? so well. It, it's, right. it's, so it works great even after all these years. Behind, yeah, because, you know, Tommy's just willing to put up with a lot more uh, sass from her than uh, pretty much anyone else. Look at my fucking hands. Pushed her uh, last season. Pushed her last season. Yeah. Hey, Tommy. Look at I, I think you could have gotten those punch in the pavement. That's not a euphemism just, for anything. I think you've been under well, a lot of no, pressure. No, no, it wasn't. You're trying to drown it under a shit ton of booze. Hmm. Are you using anything else? No. Yeah, Tommy's been having a bit of a rough time here. Uh, heaven, that that's similar Not to Behold, right? I guess so. Honestly, uh, I had to have uh, Jeffrey remind me of what uh, what drug right. was what. Uh, what drugs have been used? And There's been, there was been Beyond, Behold. Uh, I think that and uh, that in Heaven may have been it. Yeah. We're going SOL. Oh, fuck a bunch of that. If you think I'm putting my life in the hands of shit out of luck. SOL, the plot point that keeps coming. SOL. They're the worst. Really needs a chance to rest and yeah, it's, it's convenient, but it's like Maybe the it's like the holodeck on Star Trek Next Generation. Everybody uses Maybe it, but it never works right. After the third time, Professor Moriarty comes out and takes over the uh, the bridge. I mean, really. Well, you're not just gonna shut this thing off just, altogether. Just put yellow hanging out of order sign on that. Yeah. Looks good in jeans. Glasses. I call him the idea of Major right, as a right. skinny boy named Edmund wearing right. glasses That's is kind of funny, at. too. Who you call him? I'm, like, well, I'm, I'm sure calling she enjoy that sort Why? of thing. To have a meet us there. Be totally yeah. different. Get a yes. I do not need Maddie's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> uh, Look, relationship's adults. fun we here. We have an open relationship. She yeah, you know, neither of these, neither Tommy nor Maddie are used to, you know, sort of being... 
having having to take another person's actual feelings into account for what they do. You know, Tommy more so than Maddie. And, uh, it, you know, it's kind of a learning curve for him being someone's actual, you know, boyfriend for like with somebody i gotta just you know make sure everything's cool i gotta communicate do me a favor i need you to meet me down at salience in little yeah the one near the terrace nah nothing but there's something you're gonna want to see and now to the spaceport on planet france yes a planet of people who are french Yes. Men walking around wearing stripy sweaters and berets and, and white face paint and mining walls. Necklaces of garlic. Yes. Riding on bicycles with a with a single paper bag with a baguette sticking out in the in the basket in front. For no real reason, just because they have to. Stereotypes. Anyway. Yeah, this was fun because finding a spaceport sound wasn't the easiest thing I'd ever had. So this is about ten different sound effects thrown together to make it sound kind of spaceporty. Yeah. And I think it worked out rather well, especially with the work real stereo in here with some of the spaceships flying back. And this is uh, Renee Christine Jones as Sox and uh, Mindy Rast Keenan as Emily. Yes. And just random voices in the background that worry about that. I can only imagine how hard this was for for Renee to do the accent but do the other accent simultaneously. I can't imagine that was easy. Yeah, getting across that she's no longer uh, hypnotized, I guess. Right. And there's Colin Kelly making first of his brief appearances this episode. I'm not going anywhere. As heavy metal socks takes over. I like that for socks. I'm gonna find a place to use that again. Hmm. It's a pretty, uh, you know, going forward, it's gonna be a pretty socks heavy, uh, heavy season, yes. folks. And that's okay. So like look that. forward to that. Hey, how'd you beat us here? Oh, well, back at shit out of luck. Yes, and this is following from the last episode where Tommy was the worst boyfriend ever. Yes. You sent flowers. I sent roses. I must have been buried an hour with dildos. The what? Skip it. Did you send a card? I'm sure that somewhere under all those dildos there is a pile of dead roses with a card. Oh, and they finally cleaned it up. I, I love how uh, excited Maddie gets about the idea of body surfing here. So what are you doing? Well, she's you know she's she's game for anything. I mean, uh, when when we see uh, when we see the Met shenanigans later, uh, the guy that she's picked out is actually in season two. It's the guy that uh, she uh, was going to visit there uh, when uh, when Tommy met her. I forget nothing except except most things. The little, the little details we'll that, that nobody would ever care about again, those stick in your brain forever. And meanwhile, inside, we have John Clark making his debut as no, K-Lock. No, uh, Ashworth Ganason was not able to continue in the role, so John mm. stepped right in, and uh, it was a great job. You should find something you like in this and section. of course, with the filter, it makes it Morning, not, mesh a little easier. Getting a hold of everything. Indeed, He's still major. the big protoplasm ball. What's moving yes. around there squishily? Oh, yeah. mm. Wearing a fez. Yes, because fezes are cool. I do. Yes. 
I found myself rather at sixes uh, and sevens. And of course, Tommy, understandably, not too sure about this, but you know, stranger things have happened lately, so why not? Chaos working for me now. Thing is, beats uh, beats not working, I guess. Yeah. And if, you know, if he gets shot as so many other people have at shenanigans, uh, you know, the bullets will just lodge in his protoplasm, and he can spit them out later. This one wants this one. That's a woman. Yeah, she is. So excited about this. Tommy is not so much. I'm just sort of bemused by the whole thing. Like, you, everyone? Okay. Okay. And I have to applaud you for keeping Tommy in the episode without actually having to be in half the episode yourself. Yes, it's a brilliant plan. Yes. After the episodes where you're playing Tommy twice an episode. Yes. It just takes a minute to warm up to people. I'm. All too familiar with how the mind of an Arkell works, I assure you. And I don't think we've actually ever heard Natty squee until just now. Oh, cute. <laughs> that was rather and of course, this brings us to Allison, played by Melissa Hearn, who longtime voice for Pendant, but I think this may be her first role in the Kingery. I believe it is. I'm not positive, but uh, I am perfectly willing to uh, just she can take over the role from now on. <laughs> That would be an interesting uh, switch on, on the thing. Shut up, you. And we didn't do a casting call with Melissa. We just, uh, Jeffrey uh, recommended her and asked her to weird. do it. And luckily like she said yes. Because like she does a great job of like being Tommy, but girl Tommy. Yeah she, she, yeah, she matches you know the cadence that I would have used right. uh, on these lines if I was reading them. Uh, but, without, uh, but without the Tommy voice. And any, any anything on the name Allison, or just pull that out of thin air there. Or? Just you know, just sounds good. Yeah, basically. All right. Probably named her after Allison Hannigan. I don't know. Yeah, well, a, I, I do know the fact that she worked at Zeta One was because uh, Jeffrey was ranting about that movie on uh, on uh, on Twitter. Not ranting in a good way either. I, I haven't seen it myself, but there's some dumb movie called Zeta One. Like, right, well, we'll call it Zeta One. Probably shouldn't. And now we head into the lab of doom. And now the fun stops. The fun stops and the uh, hilarity ceases to ensue. Yeah, this uh, this scene is a little different than what we had in the outline. Uh, originally, it was going to be... We, we've had scenes in the past two episodes where, uh, where Cassandra comes in and terrorizes Tithia and Proc. And uh, I, I changed it a little uh, so that we had... Uh, it's, you know, just, instead of having the same scene for the third you know, third time in a row, uh, we have this, you know, sort of confrontation uh, with Tithia. And, just, you know, just sort of showing that, you know, Tithia is just almost broken at this point. She is completely done with this, and she has run out of can. Yeah. Cannot. And, of course, we up the danger level here by actually saying goodbye to poor Hebe. Yes. Played by Jason R. Wallace. Thank you, Jason. Um, since he's a robot, maybe we can bring him back at some point. 
I'm glad we still got that line in, though. Even if it was yeah, I was, I was pretty proud of myself for that, Jesus Duck. Results. <laughs> That's James Rossi as Proc, and uh, Chris Bays as Cassandra, and later, you know, Cat Pride as Tithia. Oh, fuck yes! up there. But uh, you see, but at the same time, it's not like you know she's 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 sort of she's almost in mad scientist mode because right. someone was just killed right next to her and she didn't even notice. Right. And when she notices, she's not that upset over the fact just the fact that he's dead, but the, the fact that you know he, he's no longer able. Right. He's no longer of use in her experiment. You killed the only person who doesn't have to sleep here. Right. Not necessarily the fact that we needed him. Yeah, so she's sort of going into Frankenstein mode at this point. Exactly. Do you think you are talking to? And Cat does a great job with this whole thing. When I got the script, I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to see what happens, how this works out." Because just reading it, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be fun." And this is sort of the first time I think that we've brought up Sylvia to to Cassandra, and. Because, you know, that's, you know, her role model. That's, you know, basically who she's trying to be here. You know, she's trying to outdo Tommy and show that she's should be running things. You know what? I have seen it happen before, and I dealt with it then. What else he got? You gonna torture him? So that's pretty cold. Yes. Stop giving her ideas. Another not helping. Stop giving her ideas. Is another Wait, I like that line. He used pissing me off. Now he's dead. What can we learn from this? Is that from something? It sounds like it's from something. No. Okay. Just, okay. No, no. It sounded familiar to me, but you know, it, 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 it was great. I like that one for some reason. Keep it right where it is. We're getting the sound of the forehead against the muzzle. That was kind of hard. I think I ended up just using hand against the muzzle. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, we sort of had to uh, describe it in the, you know, have her describe it in the line. It, it's still, it's a great metal picture, just right there. It's like, yeah, this is, this really is just a dark scene in the middle of this goofy comedy. Where... Right, it's with sex and laughs and fun, and then this. Yeah. The tension here. Do it! Uh, Just and we finally get back to work. as Cassandra blinks. Yeah. Uh, breathe. Everybody take a drink. Uh, so I can be got him. Whatever works for you. I, I can't believe as that Tithia worked. just finally uh, realizes. Plan to get her oh crap! Off. That's what it was. Uh, a plan. Psychology. So, right. Psychology. Yes. Sure. Yeah, it's always I, I I'm I was pretty fond of uh, sex peppermint instead of yes, experiment earlier in this uh, scene. Uh, brief scene here. And Sandra talking to herself out loud the way all sane people do. Yes. You don't. I do. Best conversations I get. It's me. I'm sending a car to bring you to the space. Never quite figured out future phone dials, so they tend to sound a lot like regular phone dialing. We're going to, get to make it done. sense for everybody. And then we're going to kill these things, two fucks and I mean, yeah, the future phone dial would probably be her saying the name of the person that she wants to, you know, talk to. But uh, that's no good for dramatic tension. That's no fun at all. All right, and now we go to Zeph's Hello. room. Another fairly dramatic scene, although Zeph, Brian Reed, thank it's goodness, that's his job to lighten things up with uh, extremely high Zeph. Uh, 
Mm. Even though he's in pain and hooked up to machines, he uh, still is highly amusing at various points. Oh, they actually had hypnotized in the script. Jeez. And it's nice to just not actually have to do the torture for now anyway. Yeah. I get the after effects. Those were hard scenes to do the last couple episodes. Mm. You know, they're not supposed to be fun. No. What did you do to him? You were supposed to be on your way to... You told me you would obey! What did you do? And the, the, the fact that Emily is actually kind of offended and upset by, you know, by her betrayal here, by the betrayal of her hypnotized daughter. Right. <laughs> Uh, the hell is wrong with you? You told me. Uh, we got another click souls. here as we go back of into the hypnosis music that I've kind of been using as a theme yes. through the whole thing, the creepy music I? boxy sort of thing. What am I doing here? Uh, I don't know where I would have been with the season if I hadn't found you? that piece. So, yay! So I've used it a lot. Was that? Uh, I didn't need to use it. Is that a Kevin McLeod yes, uh, thing? McLeod piece. Um, One we can save for another day. So, uh, now you go to your room and start getting ready for bed. The Darkest Child. I'll be there in a second. Ah, it's it's okay. got a very Doctor Who uh, theme to that title as well. Broke your new toy already, huh? My doctor Even high, Zeph just gets right through to the point of the matter there. You know. Matthew already will be high to see you in the morning. He has... Mm. So creepy, but wonderful. Skin. Thank you, Mindy. Yes. That's creepy for other again. reasons. And now we're going to fade into the uh, the sexy times part of this episode here. Yes. As we have. And uh, the uh, the sound effects uh, in the script reads. The sounds of Allison getting absolutely railed by one of Shenanigans' gentleman callers. And gentleman caller, again played by John Clark. Yes. Um, and the appropriate bed squeaking, and I, I just picture Maddie just sitting in the back like, yeah, 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 yeah. that's the good stuff. <sighs> of course, you know, I, I had the fun of listening to uh, John making those noises, which you know, I'm sure were embarrassing for him. And for for uh, Melissa, they're have, having having had to make them in the course of doing this show. It is there's just you know when you're moaning and licking your hand into a microphone, it's just hard to feel mature. Yeah, there's just no proud way of doing it. You just get it done and just move on. <laughs> and uh, this this bit here, where uh, Tommy talks about uh, being by and having to sort of keep that on the down low. That was that was inspired by uh, the Sopranos because yeah, I, I remember there, there's there's an episode where uh, Uncle Junior you know sort of gets uh, get gets shit from his friends because he's uh, you know going down on on his girlfriend and you know apparently they're supposed to that's supposed to make you gay which is the least gay thing you can do. And I, think I don't understand. Later in that season, yeah. too, in that series too, with uh, oh, yeah. the gangster yeah. who actually was gay and was just keeping on down. Your champagne, low. ladies. Yeah. So, I mean, everything else Thank was fine. You, you have a girl on side, but you know, God forbid you pick it up the ass once in a while. So. Yes. He certainly is. <sighs> a man might get jealous. Yes, but you're not a man uh, right now. Uh, so then we come up to this next part, which I'm sure was fun to record so as well. Are you it was feeling fun better? to edit. Yeah. It was fun to write. Yeah. <laughs> Not as weary. 
for me, sort of. Yeah. I'm just, it's just in the moment. What the hell am I doing? What are you doing? What am I doing here? I mean, you just have to write Maddie's shifts. She's on top of Allison now. And then, oh sweet mystery of life at last, I found you noises. Yes. And if you can't figure out what Maddie is doing to Allison here, you know, just look around on the internet, use your imagination. I'm sure you can figure it out. As the lines say, and she goes downtown. We're not talking mm. about the thoroughfare. <sighs> oh, Kingery. Kingery got a Kingery. Yep, the show is just porn. Now. That's okay. That's why we say mature audiences at the time. Oh. You just leave that the nice happy music there. Yes. Those flowers are blooming and other things. And now we head to the sparkle pool, which I'm pretty sure it's the first time we've seen this much of the sparkle pool. It's I know it's been mentioned a lot, but I don't think we've ever spent this much time there. No, not really. I, there was a scene in I think the first yeah. season where Tithia has to go pick up something from there. Uh, but you know, basically, it's this this big uh, this big uh, you know nude resort in the middle of uh, of the Kingery, where you know just adults only and uh, anything goes. And well, not anything goes because you know I didn't I didn't this uh, this uh, this character Kenda. I didn't want to I didn't want it to be like you know a happy ending thing with this. It's you know just a very very touchy person and. Um, Loves to make people feel good, but not necessarily in that way. And this yes. is uh, Melissa Bartel um, making her uh, Kingery debut. I think she's done a couple of seminars, and she's in some Shakespeare coming up. So. I don't know if she knew what she was getting into when she uh, signed up for this, but hey. Um, one thing I like that this scene was getting to use some of the more uh, atmospheric music from Ken McLeod that you don't usually have a place for in something like this. It just makes it sound like massage parlor, very new agey, waterfalls, and just relaxing. Right, as a customer. What was your name again? Well, Hooks, he's this is so awkward for him. Well, everything is awkward for Hooks. The only time he wasn't awkward was during the entire poop heist. Then he was, you know, he was James Bond during that. <laughs> Somehow poop heists did not phase him. Being in front of a beautiful woman naked. Mind blowing. Okay. Poop heist is my Guar cover band, by the way. Thanks. Very nice. Now, isn't this better? <laughs> you took my shorts. <laughs> yes, I did. You don't need them here. <laughs> now, how do you feel? Oh, this, this part was funny. Good lines here. Yeah, this this scene and the later and the scene we're gonna hear in a minute uh, were eventually uh, we're, we're all together as one one long scene mm -hmm. and uh the the final scene was going to be this uh uh Young's little mm -hmm. vignette quite good but uh, we decided to split it up so that uh the end could be uh hooks having yet another uh, awful day <laughs> uh, yeah, it works good that way um, you know, somebody else falling down unconscious mm. we found a new new talent for major uh artwork sketching We've known about her knitting sweaters for a while now. Well, you know, she's she has a lot of interests outside of uh, 
you know, outside of her job. She's a real Renaissance woman. She's crafty. Yes. The girl is crafty like ice is cold. Yes. You and me? I mean, come on. We know better. We have a clear review. And this this line here is sort of a callback to last uh, to last season uh, because that's something that Tommy uh, said to her in one of the episodes. Take your ego out of the equation. Anybody home? We're back here, boss. Welcome back, boss. Did you have a nice time? And Allison slash Tommy's reaction as she sees himself laid out there being sketched. Yes. We ran a full medical. There's a lot of nudity in this in this episode, folks. It's just fan service across the board. Yay! As much as a character being played by me can have fan service. Anyway, this this bit with the uh, Dick Cozy that was that was Jeffrey's uh, idea. Well, he wanted her to actually do it, and I said, Ed, I, yeah, that seems like it would cross some boundaries." <laughs> Bring myself yeah. the words. A dick cozy. You can actually hear the air quotes in uh, the line there. <laughs> I've become quite fond of you in the past five seconds, Kaylock. Let me see that. Just passing around the. <laughs> that might be my favorite line. <laughs> I've become quite fond of you in the past five seconds, Kaylock. And Liz does a fine job delivering that as only Tommy Allison can. Given the subject matter, but not skills. Can I get back in there now? <laughs> uh, there was one more line after that about ruining the little moment they had. But I just thought it was that was a good stinger for it right there. Yeah. You don't need to flinch, Michael. Right, we're back I'm to not the going to hurt you. Massage envy here. Hooks is finally relaxing for the first time in about a season and a half. Yeah. All need to be touched now and again. I was trying to hold it together. Those magic fingers will do that to you. And uh, I sort of give uh, Kenda a little bit of just a tiny scrap of backstory here that uh, she, you know, maybe did not have the uh, the most awesome uh, life before she came here. I came here. Depth of character. That makes me happy. I make folks like you feel better, and that makes me feel better. Everybody's feeling better now. Do you want to get in the pool now? Hmm. Yes, it's as tender and relaxing as a scene with a nude massage, and it can be, really. Can you hear my eyes roll over the, uh, over the airwaves, people? Of course, this is a safe place, one of those uh, lines like, I'll be right back. You just don't say that. <laughs> Does anyone else know about this? No, just me. <laughs> Good. Uh, of course, we've got uh, David, also played by Colin Kelly. Who I decided to kind of do the uh, bounty hunter Boba Fett thing with his voice there once I found out he was going to be a regular character. By the way, he's going to be a regular character for a while now. So yes, um, I thought we'd just try something different because I didn't think we'd ever done something quite like that before. Kind of a Deathstroke, Boba Fett, badass bounty hunter. Sex changes. So yep, something different. Try. And uh, that's the episode there. That's the episode, we everybody. Hear the gentle tones of Brian Reed reading us the names of everybody who did something in this episode. Join um, us next month for episode four, and I believe that will be with Susan Bridges. Um, yes. Thank you, Pete, for joining us here. Um, if you 
want to let us know what you thought about this episode, uh, hit us up at PendantAudio.com, on our Facebook, on our Twitter, at PendantWeb. Uh, you can contact me on t- Twitter, at FlamingToilet. Don't ask. Um, Pete, yeah, people want to get in touch with you on Twitter? Uh, PeteMilan.com. That's P-E-T-E-M-I-L-A-N. Just, you know, if you want to you know, get in touch with us, you know, you, there are lots of ways to do it. Uh, let us know what you think, what you liked, what you didn't like. And um, we'd love to hear feedback. Because, you know, that's how we know people are listening. So when you give us feedback. Otherwise, we're just sending these out into the interwebs and hoping that maybe one or two people besides us are listening. Um, Did this episode make you feel something about yourself? Did this episode make you feel yourself? Please let us know. Yes. So uh, thank you, Pete, for... Uh, Popping on here with us on this. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Dave, for doing such a wonderful job directing yeah, this nonsense. It's fun. It's crazy, but it's fun. And uh, we'll see you next month, folks. Have a good one. Bye. Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.